0: in Lauda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming all the way out to Randall's Island at the Freeze Art Fair in New York to record. Thank you. But you live in Manhattan.
1: I, I do. So
0: it's not too much of a And track. I used to
1: come out here all the time for sports for my two boys. I spent many uh, afternoons out here, so it so what is, has good I've, memories.
0: I've seen all these sports, these kids playing sports when I drive up here. And what, what, what is it?
1: It's baseball and lacrosse.
0: I love their uniforms. <laughs> it's scary
1: that I know that, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's like a sports academy here or something, is that Well, no, they use
1: the fields. A lot of the schools in New York City use the fields here for sports because they don't have these kind of fields in New York. And in Central Park, you actually can't really use the fields to play games as much. So they take all the children on school buses out here. And a lot of schools, a lot of boys' schools, do the sports in the afternoons at Randall's Island.
0: Okay, I get it now. I should also say this is the first time we've done this podcast outside. Um, And we're having a bit of a podcast picnic. So that's what you (laughs) hear everyone around us enjoying themselves and drinking rosé. Erin, you're famously the the granddaughter of Estée Lauder, um, and your father um, was ambassador to Austria under Ronald Reagan. I was wondering if you could give our listeners a flavor of your childhood.
1: Well, my childhood was actually very interesting because it was quite traditional. We're a very small family, very close with my grandparents and my aunt and uncle. Um, But I did travel quite a bit. Um, growing up in high school, we lived. My father, as you said, was involved with politics. So under Reagan, we moved to Washington D.C. for two years in high school, and then I moved to Vienna when he became ambassador in 1987. So I have to say, I think living in New York for a year was probably an amazing um, experience and opportunity for me. It really kind of opened my eyes and taught me about so many different cultures and people and places. And it really is very much an inspiration for what, many of the things I create today. Mm. And, you know, people always ask me about my grandmother and ask what kind of grandmother was she? And I have to say, she was truly the most warm, caring, wonderful grandmother. She you know, loved chocolates and she would have a little refrigerator of chocolates in all her sitting rooms adjacent to her bedroom and she would always say take one take two take three and you know as opposed to your mother who would always say just try one <laughs> um so Estee was really warm and loving and at the same time obviously a brilliant businesswoman and an amazing mentor mm. and you you worked
0: Hold can on. wait a moment
1: a helico- helicopter <laughs> <laughs> you worked at Estee
0: Lauder when you were still a student I, I believe did. Have you always been a grafter?
1: I I mean, I've always loved um, the creative world. And you know, I probably worked in the company for about 25 years before I started my own brand in 2012. And I held many different positions in marketing, advertising, product development. And every summer during university, I worked in the company in different brands, Clinique, prescriptives, Estee Lauder. And it's been just an incredible learning experience. And it kind of gave me the knowledge and the confidence to start my own brand.
0: Was that something that was came from your family heritage, a certain work ethic?
1: I think so. I mean, you know, my grandmother, I think, went to work every day till she was in her mid 80s. And she used to always talk about the importance of hard work, persistence, passion, drive. And, you know, my, gran- my grandfather, you know, worked in the plant in Long Island, and the two of them, I had such incredible work ethics. And I think I see that with my father and my uncle. My uncle, who's in his mid-80s, still goes to work every single day. And I think you have to love what you do to work hard at it because I think when you enjoy what you do and you enjoy the people you work with, work doesn't feel like work.
0: Yeah. So this podcast has a certain format where we ask uh, the interviewee to talk about some things that mean something to them in their life and that they put into the cabinet at Five Carlos Place in, in at Matches Fashion in London. I was wondering what was the first thing that you would like to put into the cabinet?
1: Well, I have to say my family. You know, a lot of the brand um, products are inspired by storytelling, heritage, wonderful memories. Um, my apartment is filled with photographs of wonderful moments, times in my life with my children before I had children, um, so I have to say a very important part of who I am and what I am and what I create is based on family.
0: So you, so you're married. So you're married and you have two.
1: I do sons. Two teenage boys. Yeah. Teenage boys. Eighteen and nineteen.
0: So, so we could perhaps put a photograph of you and your family. Yes, we could definitely a, do that as a as a representation.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, just going back to your grandmother, um, you spoke about the chocolates, um, and I was wondering if there was another fond memory you had of her, um, or a story you could share with us.
1: Well, she, you know, had the most, she was probably one of the most brilliant marketers. She was the one that created gift with Purchase. Um, You know, she had this concept. So so
0: that meant every time you you
1: buy this, you get a special gift. And she gave a little fragrance sample or a little lipstick. And she said, no matter who you are, um, you still always want a little something special. And when she launched in London um, at Harrods in the 70s, um, it was very interesting. She sent all these little cards out and someone showed up at, Harrods and it was in a beautiful car and this woman comes out and she had a car that had gone to the, um, the to the Queen and it said Her Royal Highness and she was there to get her gift and my uncle always tells this story because it says you know no matter who you are women love something special and something meant for you and um, it just kind of showed the power of her vision and her intuition and she had this wonderful line that said telephone tell a quote tell a woman I'm sorry, telephone, telegraph, telewoman. And, um, you know, it really shows the importance and the power of women in communications and talking to each other and really, you know, if you say you like a fragrance or a lipstick, people believe you as friends. And um, she really was so imaginative and cre- creative.
0: She's like social media exactly. mastermind before, I think she uh, would before have, social media existed.
1: Exactly, she would have loved Instagram. I think, you know, she really loved talking to consumers and there's been wonderful stories of her when she was first launching in the 40s. Um, She would go to a hair salon where people were trapped under a hairdryer, you know, the old fashioned (laughs) hair dryers where you would spend quite a bit of time sitting there. And she would go up to someone and put cream on their hand and talk to them about the product, the fragrance. And she understood they were captive, but yet she connected with them. And I think she was just probably so brilliant. Mm.
0: And I believe one of the homes that you own today um, was was, owned, was one of her houses that she decorated. And I read somewhere that you hadn't changed the decor, that you still live in the decor that she...
1: We do, we do. She and she um, did the house in the 70s with an American designer named Can Mark Hampton. you remind Hampton. me where it is? is it it's in Long Island, right near right. East Hampton. And um, we still live in it today. And yes, we've modified it slightly. And I've got two teenage boys, so we did have to modify it a bit. But there's, you know, her wonderful, her china, her furniture. I actually have photographs that she had um, of what her friends and it was just such a moment in time and such an incredible sense of style mm. that i would never
0: Do you dream think about changing it so- something that sparked your own interest in
1: interiors she was a huge i mean role model and mentor to me in the sense yeah. of home fashion and style um she always talked about the importance of wearing one great piece of jewelry and not too much of anything um and if you notice today i'm wearing literally one ring and um you know her sense of style and home you know she loved the idea that everything can be beautiful if you take the time so she always had fresh flowers in the front hallway and that's something that I still to this day do um, you know she had a wonderful sense of style and luxury and really understood how to make a home a home what is the second thing that you put into our cabinet uh, for memories so, yeah or inspiration I think travel I mean travel to me is um, whether you can go there physically or see it on Instagram or visuals, I think travel's a huge source of inspiration. And I think it's very important to understand your consumers all over the world. Just this past fall, we launched in China and I went to Shanghai for a few days. And it's fascinating to see that our bestsellers in China are the same as the bestsellers in the UK and in the US in the sense of fragrance. So That's you, you realize that women around the world, everyone is very, very similar.
0: What are the bestsellers?
1: Um, we have two fragrances. One is called Amber Musk and one is called Lilac Path. Um, Ember musk is a beautiful cozy ember and coconut fragrance and lilac path is literally pure lilac um, Inspired by a lilac bush that was in my grandmother's backyard that is in my backyard now and it blooms every spring this time of year and um, It's one of our best sellers, you know everywhere
0: Was it the first time you had been to Shanghai?
1: I had been there a few years before but I had not been there recently So to see the change and the excitement and the buzz was incredible
0: Mm. And do you travel a lot? Um, for your own personal uh, inspiration, or is it something that you do mainly for
1: work? I travel for both. I mean, I love to travel as a family. Recently, we went on a safari to Tanzania, and it was fantastic. Um, but I also do travel quite a bit for work. I mean, this past fall, I was in Paris, London, Shanghai, yeah. going to Chicago next week. Um, I think, you know, it's very important to, to really understand everyone that you're appealing to and to see all different markets what's
0: your favorite hotel to visit
1: actually I have to say Claridge's I do I absolutely love Claridge's I'm going there mid-may and I'm so <laughs> looking forward to it it is something I love that beautiful little bar I love tea yeah. time there it's it Sweet. reminds me of my memories of going with my grandmother yeah. and it's so traditional in the best yeah. way
0: the m- amazing marble bathroom exactly yeah. um, and it's not, just going back to say Lord and your work and at some point you were made into the um, like personification of the Estee Lauder brand and I just wondered how that felt as a sort of
1: responsibility. Well I think it's an honor um, you know I was at Estee Lauder the company for the company for 25 years and I held many different positions I've, as you know I was at you know Clinique and I then I moved to Estee Lauder and held that's where I really stayed the longest. Estee Lauder
0: owns Clinique. Estee Lauder, the, for, yes yeah. correct
1: and um, the Estee Lauder brand is really where I spent the most amount of time and I had worked on the wonderful um, collaboration with Tom Ford, and we did something with Michael Kors, and people were always asking me, what is in your makeup bag? You know, Estee was your grandmother, you've worked with the most amazing makeup artists in the world, you've been creative director of the Estee Lauder brand for numerous years. So I had this kind of wonderful idea of creating a capsule beauty collection based on what was in my makeup bag. And from there, that dream became a reality, and today we have over 300 SKUs, we are in about...
0: What's, a, what's an SKU?
1: Like a, a product. Okay. And so we have, you know, we're for beauty alone, we're in 42 countries. Um, we've just launched, we've launched 22 fragrances. So the brand is quite big. Um, and it, people love it and it's a very exciting time for the brand because it is about storytelling and luxury and it has a wonderful point of difference. And then the Aaron brand itself has other categories such as home and accessories.
0: Yeah. And I'm just interested as well when you, as, as you as a kind of ambassador or a representation of the brand in some way, sort of to explain why that is, I mean you, it's it's kind of about your look and your style, which is all-American in a very heightened... It's very
1: all-American, but it is at the same time, you know, I have to say I am very all-American. Um, and, but I do, you know, I've traveled every summer as since I was very, very little. I've traveled to Europe, to Africa. I've gone many, many places. So my family has always loved to travel. And my grandmother used to spend every summer in Europe. She would spend a few months in London then go to the south of France. So I was very much inspired by her love of traveling. She's it's Hungarian. She's Hungarian, side, is she's actually right? Hungarian. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she would be in Kepferah in July and London in May and June. Wow. And so I spent a lot of time with her traveling. We did the Orient Express. We've gone to Russia. So, you know, I think it's, I am American, but I'm very much inspired by everything yeah. around me.
0: What's Tom Ford like?
1: Tom Ford is amazing. He's and just actually been
0: appointed president of the CFDA.
1: Oh, he, okay, that's right. He's an amazing new job. And he, yeah. um, he's so creative. And, you know, working on the project with him, we relaunched Youth Do which is a fragrance that Estee launched, I would say, I think in the 50s. And what was, um, so
0: what was his involvement with that? Was it like what was image? was interesting. We
1: brought him in to kind of re-image and kind of interpret youth do, which, you know, we said to him, what fragrance do you want to be involved with? Which one are you fascinated with? And just to be clear,
0: was, it, uh, which, was he already at, um, no, 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 he no, wasn't he had, at Gucci yet? No, no, he was already
1: at Gucci. He, he left Gucci, or I think he was, no, he had left Gucci okay. and he was, um, designing his own brand right, right. and we just loved his sense of style and vision and taste yeah and um, we brought him in to reinterpret and relaunch Youth Dew and he loved Youth Dew because it was a fragrance his mother wore right. and obviously it was a cult fragrance it was that very kind of wonderful be- package with the gold bow Andy Warhol loved it Madonna it's been like a cult fragrance for many many years so we went in and I will never forget we were in Los Angeles meeting with him at the Beverly Hills Hotel and we were trying to kind of design how the new youth do should look. And he went into the bar at the Polo Lounge, pulled out all the beautiful whiskeys and we started like mixing whiskeys to get the perfect color of what he wanted youth do to be. And then I went back to New York with this concoction and spoke to the perfumers and they thought I was crazy, but crazy <laughs> became a huge success. And um, so he
0: really is good at he's what He's he really yeah. fantastic.
1: And we had a fabulous photograph of Carolyn Murphy, almost quite nude, but like just a little bit of a sheet. Oh yeah, he always used her. her a he loves, lot, right? yeah. loves, loves, loves Carolyn. Yeah. And he loves nude, obviously. And it was interesting because the Youth Do Fragrance was originally launched by Estee in such a creative way. Because at the time, when she launched this, most women would not buy fragrance for themselves. It was a period when you had to wait for your boyfriend or husband to buy it for you. And she positioned it as a bath oil so women could find the confidence to purchase it for themselves. So she was so innovative in her marketing. And then her actual original image was of a woman, a black and white image of a woman who was nude, a silhouette of her near a bathtub. So for her to do that was so avant garde at the time and then to have Tom Ford to reinterpret that in his way was so kind of it was beauty history.
0: So that's really interesting. That's, that's a great, great story.
1: That's
0: good. And actually I wanted to ask you about the women that have um, the models and the actors that have um, represented the brand in a- advertising because I have always been a huge fan of, of the images and I know you were involved. So, well. Back in the 80s, when I first started reading fashion magazines myself, it was those kind of very beautiful yet distant beauties like Karen Graham mm-hmm. and Paulina Poroskova. Um, and then it kind of evolved. Um, and I think you maybe had something to do with when you brought Gwyneth
1: Paltrow I on. I did. I brought Gwyneth the Paltrow for Pleasures. Pleasures, um, yeah. And that was great. We shot that with Mario Testino. And that was, you know, Pleasures was a really interesting fragrance because it was all inspired by peonies and natural. And it was like when Martha Stewart and all of that wonderful, like, outdoor entertaining and very kind of effortless sensibility was kind of everywhere. And which
0: um, so which year is what, what stage was Gwyneth oh at this point? Was it remember. kind of she was unact she was acting was she she was already quite famous. she was
1: already famous because we had really you know Elizabeth Hurley was the face of pleasures oh, before and we also then right. had shot Carolyn Murphy. With
0: the pu- with the little with baby the puppies It's always puppies. been with like little yeah.
1: yellow lab puppies. Um, <laughs> Whoa. and I know that table's having a lot of fun. Yeah, and um <laughs> And so we brought in um, Gwyneth Paltrow, who was absolutely beautiful. We had her in a pale pink pair of jeans, sitting in a field of flowers. There were puppies, baskets, the whole, all these wonderful elements. And, you know, people to this day, Pleasures is still one of the best fragrances, most successful fragrances for the Estee Lauder brand. Did you
0: know Gwyneth? She's also from Manhattan. She is. She went to
1: Spence. She went she grew up in New York.
0: Were you friends with Um, her? I wasn't
1: friends with her growing up, but, you know, obviously working together, we became friends, and I think what she's doing now with Goop is amazing. Um, And I think she's got great style and great vision. And you know, since I've been at Estee Lauder, they've had numerous models. I mean, Carolyn Murphy was the model that I brought in about 18 years ago, and she's still the face of Estee Lauder. And she's done a phenomenal job. And it was funny, we did a test shoot together. I think it was with Steven Meisel in Los Angeles, and she just had her baby and she had her fingers crossed and she was like oh I hope I get this I've been using advanced night repair since I was a teenager and I thought done you're real yeah. because you do use the product and you love yeah. it and she you're talks not only- about it a lot
0: on her Instagram. She really and does that. and
1: she's very genuine I mean yeah. she really did grow up getting Estee Lauder gift sets for you know Christmas and Her grandmother and she both use advanced night repair so she's very true to the brand what
0: qualities do you think um you're looking for in these women when they are modeling for estee well it's
1: interesting because you know when i was held the position of creative director you know it's not just about a pretty face i think it's really important to have interest to have to be able you know everything now is digital so you have to be able to conduct an interview and converse and um i think you know that imperfect perfect is what people are, what's appealing to people. You yeah. know, we had so many. You know, Hillary Roda. Um, we've right. had you know Leah Kabbeta. Leah Kabbeta, I think, is exquisite. I, st- I saw I just saw her recently in Milan, and she looks exactly the same. Um, and I think the brand keeps evolving. Yeah,
0: and at the moment, and, and what what, what, would, what do you think about how it is now? It sort of seems to be there's very much a trend around having uh, lots of, of diversity in imagery, and there has to be you know representation from different um, skin colors. So I think that's I, very important. Yeah. I mean, I so really did. I brought it, we brought it in Leah
1: Cabetti many, many years ago. And yeah. I think it's really important to be a global brand and represent all skin types and all different types of beauty. And um, I think that's very, very important.
0: Hmm. Let's go back to the cabinet before I forget.
1: So what's the third thing you're going to put in there? OK, flowers. I have to say I love flowers. Um, I think that there's something so inspiring and beautiful and magical, and even the fact that like, I love a gardenia, but when you touch it, it turns brown, and lilacs come and they go. And I think when you look at our brand, whether it's the beauty or the home, it's always inspired by flowers and birds and natural elements, but primarily flowers. Do
0: you shop for fresh flowers yourself in always. Manhattan when you're out and about? I do, I love yeah. to go to the
1: flower market. Um, I'm always kind of, I love to go through Central Park. Like when I walk to work in the morning and I see all the little pretty flowers planted, yeah. I sometimes just stop and look because I think there's something so magical about yeah. flowers,
0: and you have them in the Esteloda has them in the campaigns as well. Yes, Ian. very much so. Um, so let's talk about your line, Erin, okay. which is called Erin, um, which I think you launched in 2012, Correct. and it produces homeware, fragrances, and fashion pieces as well. Um, and I read on the website that the premise of it is living beautifully in an effortless way. Um, and I know we spoke earlier about how. Uh, your grandmother may have sparked an interest in interiors um, but, and, and you've also spoken very much about how you've worked in the beauty industry for a big part of your life but interiors is really your passion. Um, talk me through a bit how you first developed okay. that passion. Well I have
1: to say you know when people always talk about your memories as a child yeah. and what you loved, I loved my dollhouse and I um, I just remember playing for what was hours. it like? it was just i was always changing it and
0: was it like an old it was an old-fashioned yeah. like
1: you know brick doll house like yeah. fake brick of course but <laughs> i just loved to constantly change the rooms and move the furniture around and put little flowers in there so for me i've always loved home and i thought there was a real void in the marketplace for a beauty lifestyle brand so it was really beauty with elements of home whether it's a beautiful tray picture frame object um, and from there we really grew into quite extensive home line we have a lighting collection we have um Fabric and wallpaper, and obviously a huge part of our business is the home objects, which is about to launch on Matches, which I'm very excited about. You know, just these beautiful like objects and frames and trays, as I said, and vases, and it really kind of is the almost finishing touch to any home.
0: Is your is the style the the taste that you have in interiors? Would you say it's quite a consistent look, or is it something? like fashion where it changes from season to season and you're constantly tweaking bits
1: that's a great question you know it is quite consistent but we do treat it like fashion so we always have our classic like white chagrin our beautiful gold pieces that are quite timeless and seasonless but then twice a year we do a collection that is more fashion more based on trend um you know for example we're right now launching this beautiful fragrance inspired by greece so it's all all of our home items are either this beautiful white or gold or we have ones that are touches of straw so you, you see there's an element of like in the spring, you might wanna use a straw bag or put on a new straw hat. We've incorporated the straw element into a picture frame, a box and a tray. So you see how that trend can participate in the world of home as well.
0: Who are your, who, which interior designers from days gone by do you admire? I think there were so many. Designers. Yeah, I think there were so many. Well, I think great, David Hicks was yeah.
1: brilliant. Um, I have to say Mark Hampton, who worked with my grandmother on many of her homes, including the one in London.
0: Oh, I haven't heard of him. Who, oh, yeah, he's Mark great. Hampton.
1: He's a great American designer. Uh, Mario Boata, who just passed away, who was like the king of chintz. Um, and then you know, I worked very closely with Jacques Grange, who's wonderful out of Paris. He did my home in New York. And um, he's
0: done, Did he do a lot of um, with Isaloren? With, with yes. It? Yeah.
1: Yes, very much so. And then
0: what's he What's, is he, what's he like? Is he still alive?
1: He's still alive, yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. He lives in New York and he has a beautiful right. country house wow, in that Portugal. Must have been amazing. I mean, he lives in Paris, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he has a beautiful home in Portugal where he spends the summers. But he um, has an incredible sense of style and flair. What, and did you,
0: what, did, what did you learn from him?
1: You know, he taught me how to create like a space that was luxurious but really comfortable. You know, he loves jute and seagrass and he uses it in all of his For homes. Just a floor. beautiful like straw yeah. carpet. And I yeah. have it in New York, Long Island. I now have it in all of our stores um do you put rugs on top or not really no. sometimes i mean maybe in the country i do but in new york i don't and i loved his mix of textures and not to be afraid of mixing patterns and i just think he has a wonderful sense of kind of mixing the unexpected mm. um, and i also work with another designer named danielle Ramaldes, who's fantastic he's actually from the philippines originally and um i've worked with him on many projects and he's actually done designed our stores he designed one in Palm Beach for us and then we did one in East Hampton which he worked on as well and I love his sensibility.
0: When you work with those guys, how does it work? Do you explain your vision and then they interpret it? Or is it or do you expect do you just do they come to you with no, I'm, a presentation? I'm so
1: I mean I always, you know, my grandmother always says it's her name on the bottle. It has to be exactly perfect because it's everything that represents her. And I have to say I'm the same way. It has to be, you know, it's my name on everything we do. Um, so I'm very hands-on, and I definitely come to them with tears and swatches, and I tell them what I would love, and then they help me kind of pull it together. But it's very much a work a process yeah. where we work together.
0: Yeah. Would you put any interior stuff in the cabinet? In,
1: in, I think I would. I think cabinet? I'd probably put, like, a picture frame or an object.
0: One of your picture frames? One of my picture frames. Yeah.
1: So I think picture Which, frames what, what, are...
0: What kind, of, what kind of picture frame is it? Well,
1: what? there's one frame that I love. We have a little gold heart that I think is so pretty. And I think, you know, I love the shape of a heart. I'm always yeah. forever looking for heart stones on the beach and a lot of the objects in our collection, our straw bag is a little heart on it. We have a lot of straw, I mean, um, heart items for the home and of course this picture frame. I think there's something very special.
0: Yeah. What about fashion? I think, I feel like you're quite into fashion. You have certainly been in the past and you've been profiled a ton in um, fashion magazines like Vogue and Harper's. Um, do you like to shop?
1: I do, yeah. I do, and I actually love matches. Oh, really? I love the box and the that product. I'm setting you up for that. No, by the way, no, 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 but I actually love it. Um, you know, I just every the whole experience of like opening that beautiful swirl box and experiencing you know the different brands. But I do love to shop, and I think it's really important for me to stay. You know, to see the fashion shows. You go see to the what shows. The I go to some of the shows. I used to go to much more.
0: Just in New York, I go or New you York go to York Paris? Again. I went.
1: No, I don't go to Paris anymore. I used to go all the when I did product development for Estee Lauder. I would go a couple times a year, two times a year, and I would go to all the shows and. I love, but now what's so fat, fantastic about, you know, the internet is you can access all of these shows immediately yeah. and watch it live. So I have kind of the best of both. Yeah. But I think fashion's very important and fashion and beauty are so connected. I was gonna
0: say, it's almost like the two feed in. I mean, it's it's almost like to keep a beauty or an interior's brand current, you might want to be in touch with what's happening in fashion and there's such huge crossover now anyway, isn't there, with
1: exactly Instagram
0: and having a curated life and everything has to be super stylish from your clothes to your home um which brands so wh- where do you shop in manhattan which well, brands you I mean are you into I love at the moment
1: Bergdorf's and Barney's okay. and the brands I love are Juppatista Valle um I love Michael Kors I think he does an incredible
0: What was the thing you did with him when you said you collaborated with Oh him? we did uh, a
1: fragrance beauty collection called Very Hollywood that's and cool. he had just launched the fragrance very Hollywood and we did the lipstick and the makeup around it, which was really fun um, And it was all about just like celebrity and style and red carpet and it was you know He's a very very close he friend has of mine. He great interiors So he's got fantastic well, right? sensibility. Where was he
0: just had a math Was it in Vogue? I think they did a big profile yes, at his home and his, recently. It was yep, beautiful. His house
1: at the beach and, and in New York. He's a beautiful apartment in New York. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think of I love Stella McCartney and i love gabriella hurst i think she's really yeah. talented and i love her sense of color
0: she's doing any interesting stuff with um around sustainability yeah we had her on the podcast recently she's and great she, um, and i just visited her store for the first time as oh well, really which is it's beautiful isn't it? i love like that
1: mirror i love that quilt and like that l-shaped couch it's really stylish it's and very pretty. beautiful she's done a good job yeah
0: um what about art since we're at freeze i feel like i should ask you about art, Are you, do you take an interest?
1: I do, I love art. I mean, I've obviously been surrounded by art my whole life. Um, one of is my that fav-
0: because your parents owned art or did you? Well, my be-
1: parents have always obviously collected art. One of my earliest memories, I think, is my father taking me out of a crib. Isn't he
0: chairman of, is he chairman of?
1: MoMA. MoMA. Yeah, and he started a museum right after September 11th called the Neue Gallery. And um, he's done an amazing thing for New York City and it's all Austrian and German art and has that very famous painting, Woman in Gold. Um, which I never tire of looking at. The story is so incredible. But, uh, you know, one of my earliest What's, memories... Sorry, what is the painting? It was this amazing painting that was um, owned by an Austrian family and confiscated during World War is it II. Is A Klimt, yeah. And it was that very... Adele Blockbauer was the, the woman in it, and it took many, many years to complete it, and just the history behind it and the story. And then he ended up purchasing it and putting it into the Neue Gallery, and it really is like the jewel box of New York City. Um, and the cafe's fantastic. You feel as if you're sitting in Vienna. And one of my earliest memories was of my father taking me out of my crib, so I must have been super little, and carrying me down the hallway and explaining all the art to me. So art's always been a part of my life. That's amazing. Yeah. What
0: a great story. Finally, what's the last thing you put into the cabinet? I think this is the fifth.
1: Okay, so we did flowers. Oh, well, actually Instagram. This is the perfect thing to end on. I think, I mean, I don't know if you could put that in a cabinet, but when you talk about what inspires me, I have to say, I think there's something really Fascinating and inspiring and exciting and fun because even if you can't go to Greece or you can't go to Capri or you can't go to Fries, um, you can see and experience and learn so much. And some of our incredible. Um, designers we've met through Instagram I found incredible design you know talent jewelry fashion are there any hash what are the what are your hashtag tips oh my gosh our hashtag (laughs) tips I don't even find it that way I just follow (laughs) things and then I I really can't sleep I go deeper and deeper into something and I can find you know an incredible person who designs cakes in Amsterdam that (laughs) look like flowers or incredible beach jewelry from Malibu so I think Instagram is a real source of inspiration for me
0: okay done we can put that in the cabinet no okay All right, Erin. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and thank you for your patience
1: sitting outside. Thank you. Um, It's been really great. Thank Thank you. you. Welcome to New York. Thanks.